Hello and welcome to Linklater's Antitrust and Foreign Investment Practices Summer Top Stories. This episode focuses on antitrust enforcement. As 2023 speeds by, the cost of living crisis has been firmly in the driving seat of recent competition policy and practice. Regulators have focused attention and resources on consumer-oriented sectors, such as retail, food and energy, as they look to make markets work effectively for individuals. Tackling collusion has been a central pillar of this. In the cartel space, the European Commission carried out several dawn raids in the past few months into synthetic turf, fashion houses, energy drinks and the fragrance industry. The latter, a coordinated ex officio effort with UK, Swiss and US regulators. This trend has been echoed in member states, with recent inspections including rail transport in France, an energy supplier in Germany, dairy companies in Romania, and the poultry sector in Greece. The legacy of the COVID period is still being felt, as numerous authorities, including the EC, have used home raids in recent months, with tools becoming increasingly digitalised and AI heavy. And as enforcement grows, despite the impact of potential follow-on litigation on leniency application numbers, EU and Australian officials have reported a recent increase in cartelists blowing the whistle. On the EU front, this may be linked with the EC's offer to discuss such applications on a no-names basis. Meanwhile, the US DOJ has confirmed a laser focus on ensuring cartels are detected, while the CMA has increased its maximum reward for cartel informants separate from leniency to 250,000 to strengthen enforcement. With almost 30 investigations launched across key jurisdictions over six months, competition authorities have shifted up a gear. While transport and infrastructure is the largest sector represented, an increasing focus is on consumer and retail goods with life sciences and energy sectors also high on the list. US authorities have been concentrating efforts domestically with a particular focus on labour market infringements. The DOJ has launched several criminal wage fixing and no poach cases, although it has suffered four high profile defeats at trial. Total antitrust fines have been correspondingly low over the past six months, a meagre 1.5 million euros. Europe has also seen its share of no poach and wage fixing investigations as authorities attempt to stimulate employee mobility, including in the sports sector. While new restraints have been proposed by the US FTC and the UK CMA on non-competes, in the interim, authorities have hinted at increased enforcement under existing powers. However, many recent larger penalties in Europe have related to traditional sectors, such as manufacturing and construction. Parties to the styrene purchasing cartel were fined 157 million euros by the EC, while the CMA imposed its first major cartel fine in over a year of almost 70 million euros on 10 companies involved in rigging bids for asbestos removal contracts. But given the time lag between the launch of an investigation and a fining decision, this seems set to change as consumer and retail investigations move through the pipeline. While several dominance investigations are ongoing globally, the past few months have seen limited fines. New dominance investigations are commencing at national level, particularly for tech companies. For example, Germany has seen two investigations into Amazon and one into Microsoft launched in recent months, while US federal agencies have continued various long-standing investigations and launched a second enforcement case against Google on digital advertising practices. 
The DOJ has also continued its controversial use of criminal monopolization claims in cases that have similarities to cartel cases involving improper coordination or intimidation, but has repeatedly declined to offer guidance on its application. And though the EC's planned new guidelines on exclusionary abuses should help ensure consistency across EU member states, we can expect novel dominance theories of harm in key sectors, including pharma, such as the disparagement theory in the EC's ongoing investigation into tepecopexone. Meanwhile, the UK will continue to forge its own path with numerous ongoing excessive pricing cases before the CAT. In the tech sector, many decisions continue to result in commitments agreed with parties, which are usually speedier and less prone to appeal than penalties. However, the EC's recent view that Google may need to break up its ad tech portfolio to prevent it from abusively leveraging its dominant position suggests a future for structural remedies in tech investigations. And with the Digital Markets Act rules now starting to apply, potential gatekeepers are already adjusting their business models to comply with DMA obligations in advance of their formal designation in, in September. Conscious of the new breadth of enforcement powers at the EC's disposal and the risk of private enforcement from March 2024. Draft rules regulating digital markets in the UK were published under the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill, allowing for the regulation of firms with strategic market status under firm specific codes of conduct. Although they won't become operational till long after the DMA's obligations take effect, they are expected to result in much wider powers for the digital markets unit than the EC will possess. And as record numbers of collective proceedings are being launched in the UK, large tech firms will face enforcement on multiple fronts. Companies remain keen to vaunt their green credentials, but such claims are becoming increasingly scrutinized with authorities clamp clamping down on unsubstantiated or false statements which could mislead consumers the EC has proposed penalties by member states of up to 4% of turnover under its new Green Claims Directive, and the FTC is updating its green guides. The CMA, having expanded its greenwashing investigation into fast-moving consumer goods earlier this year, is also looking into green heating and insulation products. And in a major overhaul of consumer legislation in the UK, the CMA will be able to pack a punch under the proposed DMCC bill due to come into force next year, with fining powers of up to 10% of global turnover for consumer protection breaches. On the flip side, businesses aiming to collaborate on legitimate sustainability endeavours are being given welcome clarity in a spate of recent antitrust guidance. The EU has published new guidance on horizontal agreements, in addition to the revised horizontal block exemption regulations, which provides welcome clarity on the framework of assessment for such endeavours. Like the CMA's draft sustainability guidance issued in February, it suggests that comfort may be given to parties on unclear issues. While it has received criticism for not considering benefits for wider society as being sufficient for an agreement to qualify, it is likely to set the benchmark. The Dutch authority now plans to bring its guidance in line with the EU's. These follow comprehensive guidelines issued in Japan, which cover sustainability concerns in both merger and conduct issues. DG Comp officials have also hinted at sustainability influence in the EC's upcoming exclusionary abuse guidelines. However, in the absence of ESG guidelines in the US, companies face an uncertain environment 
with various high profile politically motivated efforts against banks, asset managers and insurers over participation in climate initiatives and the threat of significant litigation. As for other competitor agreements, the UK published its draft horizontals guidance in January. Although similar to the EU's, it has some notable differences, including in respect of non-private information exchange, which could result in divergent outcomes for the same conduct as between the UK and EU. Our calls to action are as follows. One, compliance policies, review, refresh, re-emphasize, especially for those in consumer facing markets. Two, review HR policies and agreements carefully, avoid unnecessary restrictions on employee mobility. Three, get up to speed on the latest sustainability guidance and consider discussing legitimate ventures with authorities. Thank you for listening. To read our full publication or listen to our episode on M&A regulatory hurdles, please do visit the Linklater's Summer's Top Stories page.